Okay. Yep. Uh, please stand for Pledge of Allegiance, followed by court invocation. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the opportunity to get together tonight to transact Sims Township's business. Uh, we're especially grateful for having this opportunity, and we ask that you guide us to make the right and appropriate decisions on behalf of all of our residents. Amen. Amen. Roll call, please. Mr. Bryant. Here. Mr. Beck. Here. Ms. Lease. Here. I move approval of the updated agenda. Second. Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck? Aye. Mr. Bryant? Aye. Quick question, Kim, this was available on, online, right? So the agenda? Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Okay. I just want to make sure. All right. Okay. I move approval of the minutes from the regular meeting on February 2nd, 2021. Second. Any discussion? Roll call. Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Uh, we'll now have the fiscal officers report. Go. Yeah. Um, the uh, CPA who's working to balance uh, the books for the past two years has completed the reconciling of monthly financial statements and reports for 2019. And he's now in the process of, uh, he's partially through 2020. And I think he'll be done fairly soon. Um, <clears throat> our previous fiscal officer, Carol Sims, did not do monthly bank reconciliations for 2019 or the first three months of 2020. Um, and after the 2017 and 2018 audit, uh, the previous fiscal officer did an audit adjustment of $10,248.16, uh, which the CPA found in his reconciliations. Our um, bank balances, we still have accounts at PNC and the new ones at Fifth Third. On the PNC operating account, uh, there is $1,632,517.40. We'll probably be closing that one uh, in the very near future. Um, the HRA account, uh, which is still open at PNC Bank, contains $28,841.23. I have an appointment tomorrow morning at 10 to go in and close that account. Um, fifth third, our operating account, contains $619,761.17. And the HRA account at Fifth Third contains $20,176.39. The meter account, our investment account for uh, January 31st, we don't have uh, the end of February yet, 
is $8,242,544.95. That's it. Question. Joe, could you explain what you just said a couple minutes ago? There was uh, a post audit line item adjustment. Yeah. Is that tied to anything or is it just oops? Well, we suspect that was a recommendation of the auditing group because the, the year didn't balance. So that correction was made to start off um, 2019. Okay. Where exactly, what exactly, you would have to go back and examine 17 and 18 records to find where that, where that error came from. And we have not done that. Okay, but so moving forward, all the corrections have been made and we're getting up to speed in our fiscal office and, right? Yes. And we're, you know, we have transitioned to the UAN system, which makes record keeping more rational, uh, more easily understood. And a lot of the reports are automatic. Um, so far from what I can tell of the system, it, uh, it actually prevents you from making a lot of errors. Uh, so it's got self-correcting uh, entities built into it. <clears throat> so yeah, I think, uh, I think this, starting this year, it's gonna be much better. And we'll, we're gonna reconcile monthly, even though Carol yeah. did not. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And it's more than just balancing a bank statement it's pretty extensive, which we were unaware of. But the accountant who's um, balancing the last two years books uh, has a format that he will be instructing us on. So we'll be able to do that ourselves. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and we'll basically be three months behind on reconciliations, Joe? Um, well, he's, he's only going through 2020, right? So we'll have the first three months. He's already done 2019 and he's right. in the process of doing 2020. And, and then, then, we'll use, then we'll use his formula to do 2021, which would be yes. January and, and March probably by that time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very the good. thing is, until we have all the funds balanced, which we haven't had up until now, we cannot do a true accurate reconciliation. Once he's done correcting 2019 and 2020, you know, then we'll have accurate fund balances to work with. This, I have a question because I talked to the auditor or the, the um, accountant that's working with you. Is there a way, because he was saying that there's so many, there's so much going in and out. Is there a way that we don't have to necessarily write checks for every bit. Like we can have an account with somebody so it's easier to reconcile. Do you know what I'm asking, Kim, Joe? No, but we don't have to write a check for everything. Well, do you know what I'm saying? If we would have like a, um, not like a, you know how we write, we write checks for everything. Can't, it isn't, weren't we talking about a long time ago I'm probably screwing this up, but weren't we talking a long time ago about setting up like um, like accounts that you 
put money into. Do you remember talking about this, Kim? You're talking we about our frequent vendors. Yeah. We, we yeah. do have like ACH payments, like Duke. You know, we get a tremendous number of Duke bills. We no longer do warrants for those. We do ACH payments on them and then do, um, you know, and then just print out a statement that tells us what we did with Duke in an ACH format. Okay. So but we can't. Not a warrant. Okay. So we can't set more of those up with frequent vendors? We could. No. Would it yeah. be easier? Yeah. You guys, if we did that, are not any different. It seems, it seems to me like you'd have to reconcile every one of those accounts. Well, you do. Right. Okay. All yeah. right. So I don't know that it would save. It saves us on big accounts like Duke. I think it's time saving on that. But I don't know how you would do that, or I don't know what the advantage would be to doing that with smaller accounts. Okay. All right. I was just trying to throw that out there. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Joe? No, that's all. Thank, thank you. Uh, moving on. Uh, no presentations tonight. No public hearings tonight. I move approval of disbursements. Warrants number 78,987 through 79,157 and vouchers number 19 through 44 in the amount of $472,366.92. Second. Roll call. Um, Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Okay, the board will now hear reports. Anything from the law director? Uh, no report tonight, thank you. Lieutenant Tarr. Uh, nothing significant this month. Chief Huber. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, board. Uh, I, we were notified today that ODOT is planning on beginning the Smart Lane project on 275 between the Claremont County line entering Sims Township to the Sharonville uh, Reed Hartman um, intersection. This will include the inner lane. Um, to add a lane basically in the morning um, so that when traffic gets backed up on 275. So they're gonna be having a meeting on this that um, I believe, um, uh, well, we'll be attending. I believe Mr. Pittman might be attending that as well to go through that information. Um, if, it helps back, if it helps with the backup of traffic in the morning, it'll be great. But that learning curve for the, uh, the residents uh, may cause um, quite a few uh, additional calls for us on the interstate, but uh, hopefully it will be an improvement. Uh, they have used this system on the outer loop around uh, Columbus, Ohio, and have had great success with it. So hopefully it'll be a successful um, transition for that portion uh, uh, for that morning backup that usually gets started at uh, the Little Miami River and runs back in the Union Township, Claremont County. Um, uh, do you know anything about these? Uh, do they set a lane up that I mean, is a divider there or something? They can switch it from side to side? No, it's going to actually be the um, the the berm on the inner berm on uh, on two seventy five. So it will be towards the uh, the median, just like they're doing with the uh, the metro buses on seventy one, where they allow the metro buses to um, 
transverse 71 uh, using that uh, the left-hand lane. Um, or it's all, left -hand it's almost like a breakdown lane, isn't it? That's correct. Okay. So they'll be using that. They've been working on that for a while uh, on the bridge to, uh, to make way for that. And so hopefully we'll learn some more about it when uh, the, the upcoming Zoom meeting. Okay. Uh, Kim, can we make sure that Bill goes to that thing? Yeah, um, Odd, is that the same meeting that's on March 9th? Yes, I believe so. Okay, yeah, I already sent Bill that information. Okay, thank you. Yep. And you, you have our written report uh, and I'll be here on the call for any other questions you might have. Okay, thank you. Uh, Director of Public Works isn't here. Anything you have, Kim, from him? Uh, no, we're just gonna be advertising for the paving. Um, we're still waiting on the uh, county engineer to tell us if they're going to let us do Kemper Road yet. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, what about this committee, finance committee meeting, February 10th? Are you going to summarize that or just refer us to minutes? Yeah, mostly it's all in the minutes. But basically what we did is we went through all of 2020 and just kind of compared like what we, you know, what we thought we were going to get in revenue, what we actually brought in, um, what we appropriated and what we actually spent. And then we kind of talked about the balances. And then we talked about uh, meeting again on May 12th at 6 p.m. Um, to discuss, I believe, the, uh, we talked about uh, maybe building a new service building in the future sometime. But we we're going to talk about that. And then, um, start talking about the uh, 2022 budget. Okay. I have Thank something for committee too. Oh, not committee, other. We'll do it that way. Go ahead. Okay, we're it's for- We finished with the finance committee. Yeah. Kim, where we finished? Sure. Okay, go ahead, Joey. I just want to mention that we, Kim and I met with the Historical Society a couple of weeks ago to discuss the repairs that needs to be done on the log home at Mead. So um, I did ask them for a copy of our agreement. We have a copy of the agreement, but we don't have a signed copy. So I would like to see if they have a signed copy. And if they don't have a signed copy, I think we need to sit down with them and get a signed copy because uh, the roof needs to be repaired. There's termite damage, water damage. Uh, the windows need to repair. So there's a lot of things that the log cabin uh, is, it needs to be done. And I would like to, because I know a lot of people love the log home. So I wanna make sure it gets done and gets done correctly. So um, I think we need to move forward and, and talk to the Histor historical society about getting their copy of an agreement or coming up with a new one, because there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that property. We did meet, we had a, a, it was a very good meeting. I hope to continue it and I hope to move forward with them. And um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Thank you, Jody. I too would like to see a copy of that signed agreement. Yeah. Well, as I, as I told Kim today, I'd looked through the files I had at home and I had, I had some information in a folder on the Mead property itself uh, where it was accepted into the uh, Ohio Historical Registry, uh, but that's about it. I couldn't find anything on that. Uh, on the, um, I thought it was a resolution, and then with an attachment. But if we have a copy of it, just an unsigned copy, that's 
better than what I can recall. Right. Okay. Um, anything else on other? Anyone? No. Okay. We'll now uh, open the, for hearing from residents. So if you raise your hand, CJ, I can't see you. You don't have video on. Ken, we have members here from the castle too. Okay. And hands raised. I'm, uh, Rob, can you let him in? I think he needs to take off his, oh, there you go. Okay. He's unmuted. All right. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, we're here tonight just uh, to try to solve some matters here and everything that uh, really we were on a quest to have bees because when we started, we didn't know there was an ordinance you couldn't have bees on a 20-foot lot. Well, we owned eight acres, and uh, but it's still, you can't have bees on a 20-foot lot. So the zoning board and the commissioner's office told us, well, if you're going to have bees and be with the bee rescue of Hamilton and Warren County, you will have to do this. And that was a little over two years ago, and we're on the quest to get our consolidation and lo and behold right in the middle of the consolidation is a paper road from 1910 and in order for us to go ahead and all our lots consolidating so that we can go forth with the bees we needed to go this route and here's where we are we're still doing what we've been told to do by the zoning board and the, the commissioner's office and here we are tonight uh, you guys understand, you understand that Sims Township up until 2019 had no hand in road vacations. Other went through the county, which you guys have done. Okay, so Sims Township doesn't really have anything to do with the road vacation and your past, your path or your quest is the right way to go. Now we recently found that there is a rule change in uh, 2019 and the uh, Hamilton County engineer uh, and the prosecuting office and the commissioners are looking into that and Sims Township is awaiting their response. Uh, we've had probably 20 different families write letters to Sims Township opposing vacation of Willow Road. And we have responded in this fashion to all those who, who surveyed and, and basically sent emails to us We've addressed this to all those people as a response. So I'm gonna read it now for the record. As Sims Township trustees, we acknowledge receipt of your email correspondence. We are responding to each of you to ensure that this information transmittal is consistent. Each of you have asked the Sims Township Board of Trustees to object to a petition filed by a Sims Township property owner to the Hamilton County Engineer's Office relative to vacating a portion of Willow Road along which the petitioner owns both sides of the paper street. What we have learned this past week is that the Ohio Revised Code section 5553.04, which historically granted road vacation authority only to the Hamilton County Commissioners was amended in 2019 and the amendment wording has raised legal questions for the Hamilton County Commissioners, Hamilton County Engineer, Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office and the Sims Township Trustees. Sims Township is waiting guidance from Hamilton County relative to the Willow Road issue and has no say in the duration of Hamilton County's 
legal review. We had another paragraph in there because a lot of the comments made by the public in their writing to us said, in addition to the Willow Road vacation issue, several of you questioned the 2020 land use plan update. This Willow Road vacation issue is a distinct and separate issue. As a matter of standard township protocol, the regular attend updates to our land use plan are guided by a committee of volunteer residents. This volunteer committee makes recommendations, which are then always provided to the public during public open house meetings. Comments from the public are incorporated and the trustees vote to approve the version of the land use plan that has been updated with public input. By using this established process and incorporating feedback provided by the public, the nearby proposed scenic river commercial land use was removed from the latest land use plan. We sincerely hope this email clarifies a number of issues pertaining to the Willow Road vacation issue. If you have any questions or need any additional information, please let us know. Sincerely signed by all three trustees. Can I, when, when, can I ask questions? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's one of the things I've been hearing from the residents that they're worried about is that you're putting a, a private drive to a parking lot. Are you planning on putting a drive through there in a parking lot? Ma'am, there's no way. It's on a sheer hillside. There's no plans whatsoever to, the only thing building up there is a beehive. <laughs> okay. And I also know from talking to Kim that if you were planning to do that, that you would be unable to do it. Kim, why? Their property does not actually touch Willow, there's two private driveways that are actually that are, you know, block the way for them to do that anyway. Um, and then there's a gully down. I mean, where that paper street is, it's pretty much a gully. So they would have to build a bridge over it to get to it. So basically, all that private drive in parking lot is is just a rumor. Right? Yes. Okay. From a disgruntled used to be member. Okay. And then my next question is, why bees? Why are you so interested in bees? Well, we're already uh, belong to the National Botanical Gardens and we're trying to become a, a certified botanical garden. And we have uh, our pollinator and you can find all this out with the zoo. And we have the two of the best rain gardens in the state. And it all adds together. If you don't have these bees, you're not going to have no gardens. Okay, so here, what is, what's your plan for the castle in the future? I, you're a National Register of Botanical Garden. So what is it, what is the plan for the future? Do you have a plan for the future or, or what, what's going on? Yes, uh, what we need to do is go up there and uh, rid the honeysuckle and get rid of the dead fallen lean. And every time you plant a pollinator, the honeysuckle will come up there and, and kill it out. But if you come down here and look at all our gardens and everything, you don't see the honeysuckle. But this is all just part of being uh, the bees is, was the major start of all of this. And we all benefit from them. So if you have, if you, if you get five acres, how many bee hives are you allowed to have? Uh, more than two. Uh, the main goal is to get back to, we were with Hamilton County and uh, Warren County 
the people that rescue bees and we would keep empty beehives so that they come. If you had a swarm at your house, they'd come and get it and have some place to put them. And if we get over five acres, we'll be allowed to do that again. Okay. So you have no plans to take the honey and sell it or have a store down there or anything else? No, 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 no. The bees need the honey right down here to, so they'll survive a wild winter. Okay. All right. Okay. Anybody? I'm going to, I'm going to cut this off because if it comes to a public hearing, I think the public hearing ought to be between the castle as the proposer and any objectors. I think the Hamilton County commissioners ought to have a, um, I don't want to say open house, but a, certainly a, a hearing. I understand. I just wanted to clarify the rumors. That's all I was trying to do. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyone else? Say thank you, Jeff. Say thank you. Say thank you, Jeff. All right. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank you. Thanks. Good discussion. Okay. Um, moving on. Anybody else want to speak? Okay. Hearing from none, let's move on. Correspondence is all attached and it's quite voluminous. I won't go through that. Um, I'd like to read the upcoming events and meetings. Uh, zoning staff read review uh, Thursday, March 4th, 2021 at 7 p.m. through Zoom. Zoning commission meeting Wednesday, March 17th, 2021 at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Board of Zoning Appeals meeting Monday, April 5th, 2021 at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Regular trustees meeting Tuesday, April 6th, 2021 at 7 p.m. Currently scheduled under Zoom, but we may discuss it. Storybook time with the library, Thursday, April 22nd. Wow, not even in March, that's April. 22nd, 2021 from 10 a.m. until 12 p.m. at the Mead Historic Preserve. Anything I've forgotten or missed? Okay, moving on into old business. I move approval of resolution G2021-12, a resolution approving an employment agreement with Kimberly A. Lapensi as Sims Township Persuaded ORC Section 505.031 and dispensing with the second reading. Second. Okay, uh, discussion. I'm gonna move the table this until after we have an executive session at the end of this meeting. Do I hear a second? Second. second. Kim's got it, or Chody's got it. How about a roll call, Joe? Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. This, that was for tabling. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, new business. I move a discussion concerning preemption devices on Montgomery Road and Loveland Madeira Road. Kim? Uh, I think I just need some direction on from you guys on whether you're not you want to move forward with the preemption devices on, there's two different areas. So there's two lights that we still have to do on Montgomery Road. And if you want to participate with the city of Loveland for the three lights on Loveland Madeira Road. Okay, did I, did I hear you the last time this came up uh, say that we had not budgeted any money this year? We didn't. So if you did want to do it, we would just have to appropriate additional funds to do it. Okay, all right. Um, where have our previous funds come from? I know we had some donations. What fund would it come from? 
This would have to come from safety services levy or the fire levy. Okay, good enough. All right, uh, I have a couple questions. I would obviously I'd like to finish Montgomery Road first and that's gonna cost us about 10 grand per light. So that's like $20,000. I think there are three lights along Loveland the Deer Road right now that uh, Loveland is willing to partner 50-50 with us. So that's like $5,000 per light. My question really is, where do we go from here? If we do that this year, uh, what, what kind of lights are we talking about putting money aside for for future? Uh, you yep. wanna answer that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know where you had plans. Right. Like I, 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 provided, that. I provided the trustees with a recommendation on that um, back in the email that uh, um, I sent to you relative to um, your questions from your work session. Okay. And, uh, so in that I laid out where we could, uh, I think do these over a, a three to four year period that uh, we finish Montgomery Road, um, finish Lovell Madeira Road and then look at uh, Mason Road. Um, but I'm not recommending that we really do anything right now with Fields Hurdle Road because Fields Hurdle Road is gonna go through quite a um, quite a lot of change with the construction from 71 over to the Snyder Road area. And again, as a township, we don't provide service to the northern side of Fields Hurdle Road. Okay, that's Warren County? Yes, yeah, so it's not advantageous. Now, if at some point it, the, the trustees should decide they would like to share some, do some sharing with Warren County or with Deerfield Township, that would be one thing, but the best bang for our buck is when we're trying to get to our residents. And that's up and down Montgomery Road, up and down Lovell Madeira Road, um, crossing Union Cemetery Road. Uh, um, that's really where we get the best bang for our buck to be able to get our apparatus as quickly as possible to the residents of Sims Township. Okay. Is the uh, city of Montgomery, do they have all their lights done yet? The city of Montgomery has an old uh, process where they use sirens to, um, to, to activate those. So the light has to be able to hit the siren. And if you remember, I asked, um, I'd sent a letter to the city of Montgomery asking them to partner with us um, yes. on the light in front of Christ Hospital. And they told us, thanks, but no thanks. They weren't interested in investing um, at this time for that. Um, but their technology at some point is going to have to be replaced. Um, the technology that Sims Township is using is a technology that lets the emergency vehicle, number one, know hey, the light sees you, it flashes a light at the emergency vehicle. We see you, we know where you're going. Um, you have the light or you don't have the light. Um, and so that, um, that technology is, is much more sophisticated and much safer, safer for the motoring public and safer for the townships, fire apparatus and firefighters that are moving through those intersections. Okay, but hypothetically, if we do these other two lights on Montgomery Road, we can roar down Montgomery Road and even going into Montgomery to get to Bethesda North Hospital, our system will work on their lights or the yeah, siren. The siren will, yeah, the siren will hit the lights uh, down at uh, Weller Road and, um, and so that gets us to the hospital. All right, okay. So right now, uh, Kim, I don't recall having seen any resolution in here. This is just a discussion, correct? Right, I just wanted to see where you guys fell, like what side of the table you were on before I brought a resolution forward. Okay. Well, I, I, don't, I don't mind 
doing this piecemeal, but I don't want to pay for everything all at one time. So I wanted I want to finish Montgomery Road, and then as far as I'm concerned, we talk Loveland Madeira Road in a half-half situation with Loveland. I, I guess I'm asking the other trustees what their thoughts are on this. I'm in support of this. Uh, I think it's an important service to our residents. It's important for um, response time. And it's also important as, as Chief Huber just described, it's important for as a safety feature for our first responders. Um, but I do like the idea of spreading the cost if that's possible. Uh, so it sounds like if we can spread the 30, 35,000 over three years, um, you know, 10,000 uh, a year. You said 10,000, you said Montgomery it's was 10, two times 10,000. 10, it's 10,000 per light. Two times 10,000, you said. That's Montgomery Road. Correct. And yeah, then so we have three on Loveland Madeira. At 5,000. Yeah. So that's 15. 35, yes, 35. That's 35 for, right. for just That's this what I year. said. That's 35 for just this year if we do it this year. No, I thought we could spread that out over three years. No, I think Ott's talking about grander plans like Mason Montgomery Road, Fields Hurdle, Union Cemetery in the future. Who knows, we may have to do something in uh, Remington. So I think it's bigger than 35,000 is my point. So it's 35,000 just for this year. Yes, if we decide to do all five lights this year. So it could be two lights this year and then the lights in Montgomery this year and then the, the 15,000 next year or do we need to do it all at once on? Uh, we don't need to do it all at once. Uh, that's kind of what I, I laid out for the trustees in that memo was that we can, um, uh, as you decide to budget this as the budget will allow, we can do uh, a few lights every year um, we got the, the main corridor of Montgomery Road done, so that's an important piece. Um, so I think these, um, these you know, smaller units, as an example, the, um, um, there's, there's two lights on uh, Mason Montgomery Road uh, that we need to look at and um, probably Union Cemetery and Governor's Way. So there's, there's three lights up in the north that we'd wanna look at, the two on Montgomery Road, and then uh, the future um, on Loveland Madera Road would be the Kemper and the I-270, or Kemper, I'm sorry, and Hopewell Road. Uh, are they not in the three that we're talking about, Cottonwood, Lebanon, and Kemper? Aren't those the three? The, those are the three on Loveland Madera, yes. Okay, okay. All right, I just didn't want to count them twice. Yeah, no. Okay. Kim, do you know what the increased insurance costs are for those preemption devices? We didn't get any increase in our insurance. So they didn't nail us for it, okay. Nope. No, I, th I think the issue was one of maintenance, Joe. And uh, right. if we put put some aside, and I, I think Lebanon was even willing to split the cost of any maintenance on the ones on Lebanon Road, Loveland Madeira Road, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think that's a big deal. Uh, I think I told us in the past that, uh, what is it, Mason or Deerfield, one of those communities budgets like $10,000 a year and have never spent it, never spent that amount, anyone at maintenance. 
And, and they have over 50 traffic devices in the city of Mason. Okay. So I, I don't think it's an increase in insurance, but it will be some maintenance cost to be determined, but we don't feel that it's exorbitant. Well, initially it was indicated to us that it would involve uh, an increase in insurance costs, but that they didn't do that, you're telling me. Right, I think it had the potential for it, but it, they just really just included it with all our other equipment, just kind of okay. rolled it all into the, you know, so mix. It was a freebie. Well, well I think, I think the way- Free, but- Yeah. <laughs> Joe, to clarify, I think the way it was phrased is that uh, as soon as we started putting devices on things that are controlled by the county or ODOT, uh, they want us to have some liability in the issue. Okay, yeah. that, that uh, for, for the devices at least that we put up there. Yeah, and that's what I heard. And I was told that that increased liability would result in increased insurance charges. Right, but it has the potential. So it could down the road, it just didn't happen this year. And if there was ever an accident in that intersection, we would have the potentially, we would have the potential liability of being sued which obviously us being in a lawsuit would affect our insurance rate. Right. Okay. So are we doing Montgomery Red this year? And then next year work on Level Madeira? Is that what we're looking at? Is, is there a priority on? Uh, no, I would say, uh, you know, we're, we're fine either way. Finishing off Montgomery Road uh, um, is probably the biggest bang for our buck. Okay. All right, then. Is Loveland willing to hold off on their 50% share? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can speak with the city manager on that. They have, um, they have several other lights that um, are in the queue for in the city as well. Um, so um, I think that would just be a matter of what's the priority this year. So if the township's not participating this year, then they can move their, their 15,000 to another intersection and, um, and hold off till the following year to, um, to get back into the, the mix with us. All right, do we need a resolution or, or to do this, Kim? That's up to you. I mean, I, I'm more than happy to bring one back at the next meeting. To bother you on? Uh, no, sir. Uh, whatever the trustees pleasure are, I will uh, work through that. All right, and uh, Kim, I'm going to ask you to bring back a uh, Thank you. I'm going to ask you to bring back a resolution for us to uh, to pass at our next meeting that uh, finishes up Montgomery Road, and then we need to start budgeting for future uh, devices. Okay. okay. And if if you let Loveland know that. Uh, they're on our list for next year. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'll do that. Okay. Is that acceptable to my two trustees? Yes. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Uh, any anything else on that one? Okay. Then I move a discussion concerning self-closing park gate and camera at Camp Denison Nature Trail. As as you, I guess. I guess I need a second, don't I? <laughs> if I move it's it, just discussion. a discussion. It's okay, just... I just opened a discussion. All right. 
Um, as you well know, we've had a resident, Sims Township resident open and close the gate at Camp Denison Nature Trail for several years. Uh, I will say that it's the only park gate that I'm aware of. We have park gates in a lot of other parks, but that's the only one that we open and close on a daily basis. We've been paying for that person as an employee. And most recently, we offered a contract to that person uh, to do it as a contractor. And to my knowledge, that has not been signed yet. So we have a couple options. Uh, in the interim, until we finish discussing a self-closing park gate and camera, I think we need to know uh, what that entails, how much the costs are to put install that, and uh, then decide whether we wanna do it before we decide what we do with the contract contractor status or uh, and Sims Township resident opening and closing that gate beyond the end of February, if I understand it. So, Kim, do we have costs for the self-closing gate and camera? Unfortunately, no. But I know John Fry and Bill are working on that. They've been talking to PCS about the camera location. And then John's been teeing up the conversation about the gate with the company. Yeah, is it Amno? Right. Amno? Is that who it is, Ot? Yeah. Okay. Yes, Amano. So, Amano. Okay. Well, let's, let's bring that back at a future meeting on the gate and camera. Okay. Uh, for further discussion, let's talk about the interim. I have a question. Uh, I'm sorry, somebody wanted to speak? I, yeah, I have a question. Go ahead. On the gate. Why is it only one park or why is it necessary at that park and none of the other parks? I don't understand that. Okay. I think it has to do with the remoteness. Uh, namely, it's not that close to our police station and I don't know that our police drive through that area uh, every night like they do in some of our other parks. Secondly, uh, that is a nature trail that pretty much goes along under the high power wires in Camp Denison and it's only a parking lot. So you have to get exit your car and you could be back in, in the woods and everything with your car parked there and nobody ever finds you. Hmm. So it's, it's very remote. And I think, I think the person that's been opening and closing the gate for the last several years has talked about uh, several occasions where there's nefarious activity in that location. And that's why it's being open and closed on a daily basis. It's not without causing problems because if we have signs up, it says uh, it closes at dusk and somebody goes over to close the gate at dusk and there's still a car or two in the lot, what do you do? You lock them in or you tow them? So it's, it's, it's an interesting scenario, but there are, there are people in Camp Dennis and they're very concerned about this particular uh, nature trail parking lot and that's why the gates open and closed. Does that help? Yes, thank you. Okay, okay. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the contract as an employee ran out the end of February. We offered a contractor status to the same person that's been doing it and they haven't signed the contract. So we have a couple options. One, 
uh, obviously that person wants to continue as an employee on an interim basis, even if we were to decide uh, on a self-closing park gate in Cameron to take his place, I think he still wants to do this on, a, on an employee basis until such time as that's installed. We haven't made that decision because we haven't seen the numbers. But in the interim, we need to figure out what we're going to do. Open and close the gate. I'm sorry. Did somebody yeah, speak? That's my dog barking outside. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know whether that was an I or an A. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I, certainly this is open for discussion and I've been talking a lot. I'd like to sit back and listen to what you guys have to say. Well, I'm interested in seeing what the how much the gate cost. And I know that over the years we've had had this particular person on as an employee. And at this point, because of the, our numbers, we needed to move them to contract. So I don't I, I don't think it's an easy answer. I mean, I, I'm willing to keep them on as an employee, maybe until we get the cost of the gate, but then move them to contract if the gate's too expensive. But I, I don't I don't think we can keep them on as an employee forever. Okay. I'm fine with staying with the employee on a short-term basis, just to interim to get us through. Um, but I would think that we should have a time limit if this particular person does not wish to sign the contract or agreement, then we should go ahead and publicly advertise to see if somebody else would be interested in uh, this position. And if, if we get interest, that's one thing. If we don't get interest, then we need to go on to the next decision, whether okay. that's go revert back to employee or, or go with this self-closing gate. Okay. So my, my feeling as a board is that we're willing to let this person continue as an employee for a short period of time until we find out uh, what it costs and whether we want to implement the self-closing gate in camera. Right. Yeah, but also simultaneous with that is uh, if this particular individual which is not to sign the contractor agreement, I think we should go ahead and publicly advertise that. Okay. All right, so I guess we need to talk with him. Kim, you do that? Sure. Okay. So, well, let me take a step back, Ken. Maybe I jumped, right. a, I jumped a step. If we find someone who is reliable, uh, who will sign the agreement as a contractor, is that a preferred method versus going to the self-closing gate? I think it would be a lot cheaper to do it that way. I would think so too. Um, yeah, I think just to take, well, the camera camera's gonna work on internet, right, Ott? That's correct, sir. Okay, so we'd have to have basically a hotspot or something installed there, which is uh, so much money per month Okay, before you even get to the uh, self-closing gate. It would all work off of that same system. Um, right. you know, if, you're, if, you're, if your plan is to have security um, by having um, cameras in your parks, 
I think at some point you're going to have the camera and the internet cost anyway. Um, well, this, right. this really isn't in the park. Huh? It's the parking lot. Well, you I mean, get out of and walk to the trail. Right. So, yeah. Who who knows what you're doing there? Right. Yeah. No. No. And I, I like I said, if it if that's what you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at uh, um, an internet cost, and then um, you know your camera cost anyway, and then the gate is a one-time cost that you can open and close electronically uh, using the internet and the, uh, and the camera. And you were asking, what can you do if somebody is still in the park after 7 p.m. or whatever the, uh, it states, you can close the gate and they can push the call box button there and have the dispatcher open the gate for them or the dispatcher can send the sheriff's department there to say, why is this vehicle parked in violation of our park rules? And where are they? Are have they collapsed on the trail, or are they doing something they shouldn't be doing? Are they parked mm -hmm. there and burglarizing one of our residents? Okay, so that's I all good so. input. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Makes us think a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what do we think the disposition is here, Kim? We're willing to keep while while we post. We're willing to keep the incumbent on board for another month. Right, or two, or however long it takes us. Okay. I'm guess I'm guess what Phil said, just a for, you know short term. Okay. In the meantime, we go ahead and post it. Yep. Okay. All right. I think we have a path. Is everybody in agreement? Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. And anything else? I move approval of resolution G2021-19, a resolution authorizing the township administrator to enter into an agreement with River Oaks Services LLC for lawn treatment at Seven Gables Park in the amount of $3,915. Second. No, I don't. Oh, this is discussion. Oh, yes, no, it's second. Yeah, discussion. This is the, the park that you asked about at the last meeting. I under, understand. And I think for one year to do a complete lawn treatment might be appropriate, but I question whether we're going to need four treatments going forward. So I'd like to see it cleaned up some, but I don't want to spend a fortune on it. Well, sometimes but, you have to hit it multiple times to get it to knock it down too. So on, on this basis, I'm willing willing to enter into this agreement for this year, but I think it should really be looked at going forward. Okay. I just have a couple things I wanna add about Seven Gables. I know we're meeting on March the 9th with um, Midwest Play Center to talk about how we're going to change the playset there. And okay. also I, I, walked, I, I walked it a couple times. And when you get to that, you know, where the, the wall is, where the fence is on the side of Montgomery, it is awful loud. I was thinking maybe we should put some trees to absorb the noise along there. Do you know what I'm talking about? That wall. Mm -hmm. yes. I think it would it would be it would be nice and it would kind of muffle the noise of the traffic down Montgomery Road. I don't okay. know if you do evergreens or trees. I don't. I don't. I can leave that up to you guys. But I think that would really help muffle some of the noise. Okay. And make I, it I, I, a peaceful park. I, I think it should be entered into the park's master plan. 
as to what we want to do there. Uh, also, let's think about where we have the bench for Ted uh, Callspeak. I don't want to see any blockage of his view of Montgomery Road from there. Okay. So I walk that park quite a bit too. Yeah. Jody, we're, we're going to try and get a grant to do redo that paving. Okay. The place, the playset. We're getting a grant to do the playset. Oh, what about what about repaving it? We're gonna we're gonna try to get both to do okay. the playset and the trail. All right. I thought we had money budgeted for the playset, like a hundred thousand. We do, but if we don't have to spend all of it, why should we? Yeah, we I can understand. manage. I understand. And but if, if, if we're going to tout improvements to Seven Gables Park, you know, I'd like to know that there's something out there that's going to fund it if you don't get the grant. Okay. We also, um, we, I know we've been discussing that little park, Ken, that you, you sent some emails out. I, I think we should just talk about what we're going to do that real, real fast. I, I, I've been talking to Kim and I thought all we were going to do down there was put some trails in this year. Do you, know, mm, yeah, you need to read all the comments. Okay, I, I, know, I, I did read all the comments, but we just want to make it, we would just want to keep our $3,000 in taxpayers money. We, I'd rather just cut out some trails and keep the $3,000 and call it a park. And eventually, you know, if people want things down there, absolutely, we can add things. But I think for this year, so we just keep our money, we just put some, you know, just mow some trails in there. Uh, the feeling I have is one path to a, a, a bench or a gazebo or something for meditation. And that's it. Well, yeah, I agree, but we have to start with just a path. I mean, this year, just the path. Well, I think that there's a lot of people that I got responses from, from, from two different HOAs that are going to be looking for a public hearing on that topic before we do anything. Okay. okay. So we'll have a public hearing if we want to go forward with that. Okay. Um, okay. And then there's another quick question. Can we get on the schedule to remove some of the evasive species at Mead just a little at a time? I, I put that um, the, in the, the story walk. I put the, the, a notice that we were going to do that. Can we get that on the schedule? Yep. Bill and um, I talked about it this week. Okay, yeah. good. Awesome. As, as long as we're thinking that this is going to be piecemeal and it's going to take a while to do it, I'm, I'm okay with it. But yeah, if we went in there dra doing something drastic, I'm not. No, no. Okay. This is piecemeal, a little at a time. Okay. Hey, back right. to Blong. I'm sorry? Back to Blong. Yes. I'd be interested in finding out what is the definition of a park and what is the minimum we would need to do to establish a park there to avoid paying or wasting property tax money. I mean, well, one I'm not one really interested in, in spending a lot of money developing a, you know, a fancy park. Can, can it just be just essentially property that um, is mowed or whatever uh, just to kind of create the bare minimum. Uh, that's what one path down to a bench or something. That 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 area is really prone to flooding because that is Twilliger's run straight to the Little Miami River. Do you and, have to have uh, a path? I'm sorry. Do you, have, 
Do you have to have a path and a bench? Well, yeah, but you want something that withstand if, if that area backed up and it flooded or something. You don't want to put any, anything expensive down there. Yeah. It, one Can of, it just one be bare property? Yes. Uh, there's a lot of people in that area that like it untouched. Okay. They like the woods and everything there and as a natural habitat and they don't want anything done. And they're concerned about increased traffic and property values and all this kind of stuff. And what I've tried to tell them is there's a couple things going on. Number one, when we put in the, I'm going to call it a pocket park, Belong Memorial Park, in order to have any room at all for it with the parking arrangement, uh, we had to buy a three-foot strip of property on the other side of Belong Road such that when it was vacated, we had enough property left that belonged to Sims Township that we could even put anything there. Secondly, with the uh, Union Savings Bank's corporate offices moving out of that building to um, those two buildings, moving to Governor's Hill at a deep discount, I might add, um, that parking lot is near vacant all the time. So sure. I've tried to appease the people who are, let's say, abutters to that area. They're concerned about traffic and parking and everything else. That the parking would be at the uphill portion of where the memorial park is, and they could walk down. Secondly, I've asked Kim to look at uh, the what properties we bought three foot strips on, and can we bridge from the Belong Memorial Park area past the Duke Energy substation to the hole in the ground area and make it contiguous. So we don't have to do anything. Okay. Yeah. And save the tax well, question. Question. Can we not do anything to the area and just call it a nature preserve? Yes, we can. It's just like mead. Or, you know, kind of combining your thought, Jody, with what you said earlier, Ken. If it's a watershed, it could for we don't know it sitting here tonight. It could be a wetlands and maybe we're not even allowed to touch it. So it's the same situation at Home of the Brave. The wetlands is untouched. It's just woods. Okay. And it's so a park. Why, so why don't we this year just call it a nature preserve and get our $3,000? And then if in the future, you know, we can have public hearings and hear what people want and their concerns. If we were to develop it in any manner. Yeah, I mean, if we were. Yeah, if, I, I agree with that. Let's just mm -hmm. call it Sims Township Nature Preserve or something. Um, Kim, or wetland. That, that area that's behind um, Harper Station, which was kind of a greenbelt area that we Park had land. flowers in and so on. Mm -hmm. Did that qualify as one of our parks? I don't know. I don't think we pay taxes on that property because it's okay. de been deemed a green space or whatever. Okay. But I was under the understanding that you could not file a DTE form to get the tax exempt status unless you used it for a government purpose. Well, okay. nature would be a government purpose. But it's not being used. So that's why I wanted it's to just used cut a nature well, trail I, I, through I, it. I think we need to find out some information there before we go biting off. Right. Yeah, let's talk to the county. Okay. Okay. All right. Another item, huh, Kim? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, I need you guys to vote on that um, Seven Gables thing. River Oaks. 
River yep. Oaks, yeah. Okay, we had uh, a motion and an approval. We discussed it and others. Um, call for a vote. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Okay, I move approval of resolution G2021-20, resolution certifying township highway mileage for 2020. Second. Should that be for 2021? No, you're certifying okay. in the rear. Okay, all right. Okay, we had moved and seconded. There is no mileage change, so just really certifying what we had. Okay, roll call. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Did you hear him? Mr. Beck. Aye. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't hear heard him. Hey, I wasn't looking. <laughs> okay. Um, I move approval of resolution G2021-21, a resolution authorizing the township administrator to sign an agreement with Choice One Engineering for engineering services for the Union Cemetery road sidewalk project in the amount of $39,300. Second. Discussion. This would be for phase two engineering and it's gonna go from Shenandoah towards Montgomery Road. Um, we still have to figure out and they'll look at it if it's gonna be on the south side or the north side. And then we're also going to have to figure out what do we do with the pieces in between that are not Sims Township. So there's gonna be portions that are the city of Loveland. If we stay on e whichever side we pick or is less costly, there's pieces that are inside the city of Loveland. And they have told us before that they will not contribute towards sidewalks because they don't do that. Um, so you got, we'll have to decide. I mean, I don't know if legally we can spend our money inside the city of Loveland, even if we wanted to put sidewalks there That'll be a question that Jeff probably has to answer, but um, this would be for phase two going uh, towards Montgomery Road. So I think before before we agree to that, don't we have to find out the question if if we can put it through Loveland or don't we have to have that solved before we do this? Well, we can plan for it, but just not build that section of it if we can't you know if we can't put it there. This, this agreement with Choice One Engineering is gonna tell us which side of the road it needs to be on and, and what extent is in Sims Township and which extent isn't, and all right. these other questions. Is that that right. number seems like what it costs us to go all the way the other way. Right. It seems, it seems high to me. Well, it's been a few years since we did it the last time. So I'm sure costs go up. Hmm. And we we use our TIF money to pay for it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm concerned about spending all our TIF money. We have okay. 2.4 million dollars. This is 39,000. But you also got a 3 to 6 million dollar public works building that you're talking about down the road and sandbagging some money to pay for these things. And if we lose TIF, what's going to pay for our cruisers every year and our fire fire equipment on a periodic basis. Well, I just think remember, we, 
we in the safety services levy, we planned for that. Remember, we added additional money in the levy to account for that. To account for the demise of the TIF funds? Yeah, we, we talked about that. Okay, so if TIF goes away, we're still okay. Well, I mean, it's not gonna go away tomorrow. And the no. service building wasn't three to six million, it was two to three million. Depend on which way we're going with it, but yeah. All right, as long as we start thinking long-term of, of the TIF money, is there any, any way we can get an extension on our TIF that runs out in 2021? We still don't have census numbers yet. I mean, can is we blame it on lack, lack of census numbers? We have to have 15,000 people. And right now our census from 2010, we don't have 15,000. So until we find out what the census numbers are, we can't go forward with any of that. Do we know when the census is, I know it was delayed because of COVID, but do we know when they're coming out? We think May, but um, we don't know. Don't, didn't there for a while until they kind of put it on hold. Weren't we getting updates as to how much of Sims Township had been surveyed? by census? Like, yeah, it was, was like 80 something percent response. Mm, I'm sorry? It was an 80% response rate. Okay, and what was the numbers that went with the 80%? Can we, we prorate no that? We have no idea. We have no idea. Can we prorate it? No. <laughs> I mean, what if, what if that 80% already showed 15,000? I have no way of knowing what the number showed. All, all we know is that we just had an 80% response rate, but I have no idea what that means. Well, maybe we need to find out how we can find out. Yeah, we gotta wait for the numbers. <laughs> Why can't we push them to find out what the numbers were with 80%? Well, the state of Ohio is already suing the federal government to try to find out what the numbers are. <laughs> oh, okay. One of those jurisdictional issues, huh? Yep. Yeah, Yost filed a lawsuit against the state or the federal government yet last week to find out the census numbers. Okay. Well, let's go piggyback on that and find out what they are. <laughs> All right. Um, how do you guys feel about this $39,300 sidewalk project engineering services? I, I'm confused. So this $39,000, and that's going to take it through the city of Loveland? Yeah, it's going to go where Shenandoah is. And you know, when you get to the lodge right there, that's all inside the city of Loveland. And once you get past the lodge, then it's Sims Township for those four houses. And then that piece that we own, and then you get to the lodge again. So you're back in the city of Loveland. And then once you pass the lodge, you get to Speedway, that's us again. So there's just two pieces that we're really talking about that are not inside the city. They're not huge pieces, but. So if this, we, this is just for design. Right. This is design oh, only. Yeah. And we can always talk to the lodge and see if maybe the lodge is willing to put forth money to pay for those sections of, of sidewalk that run through the city. Oh, because that would help them. They could. Yeah. Get, yeah. Right. Oh, all right. I get it. Why don't we go back to choice one and say, we just want them to design the portions that are in Sims Township. So it'll well, start and stop. Start yeah. and stop. Which side of the road, Joe, or uh, Phil? Well, that's part of what they figure out. But once they figure out which side of the road, then we make sure whatever they're designing is 100% Sims Township. 
And if it's not, then they, we have a gap in the design until we get back into Sims Township. But then what happens if we can get the lodge or the city of Loveland to agree to pay for it? Then we got to go back to do engineering again. No, that should be on them. They design it and they construct it. And they can connect the dots. We're actually making it easier for them because they just have to go from point A to point B. But then you're going to have to do... Uh, <clears throat> I just think it'll be easier to do it all, but... This going to require some more discussion. We table this one or go back to them or what? what We're just saying not to exceed 39.3. Okay, we can change the wording on that. And then Kim can talk with them. Is that acceptable, Kim? Yeah, but. It's, in, it's already include. In, it's already including that. So how, I don't. I don't understand what not to exceed would do. It won't be any higher than thirty nine thousand three hundred, and if they, you know, theoretically, it would be less than that if they're not designing two or three pieces. Okay. It's probably not going to be huge, but it'd be something. I mean, honestly, they still have to survey the entire alignment. They're going to essentially have to design the entire alignment schematically and then do the detailed design in the Sims Township portions. Right. And I've already explained that to them. That we can't pay for anything outside the outside Sims Township. So. Right. So they just wouldn't do the detailed design within the Loveland. Portions. Right. Yeah. Right. But unless we got agreement from the lodge or the city of Loveland to, you know, put for put towards the project, then, you know, then we would. Right. And that could be a, I mean, you could go back to them a second time and say, hey, look, we're actually doing this. We're not just talking about it. We're doing it. Do you want to, you know, reimburse us and we'll do the design for you? It'd be a lot more efficient and less expensive that way. And then you all will have the design. And if you want to build it, you can build it. You can just connect to our dots. You can try that. Okay. Okay, so we're, we're changing NTE. Is that all? Yep. Okay. Any other discussion? Roll call. Mr. Bryan. Mr. Bryan. Hi. Ms. Lease. Hi. Mr. Beck. Aye. Okay, I move approval resolution G2021-22, a resolution authorizing township administrator to purchase snow removal equipment for the parks department from KE Rose Company in the amount of $8,495. Second. Discussion? I think we've had a lot of, um, not necessarily complaints, but I think we had people walking the park this year that were interested in keeping the trails clean during the snow. And, and, and I know the, um, 
the parks department becomes our road service when we have snow. So they can't always necessarily um, quickly get to the trails. But I think we talked about how having a uh, plow on our gator would help. I think this for a plow on the front and then also a salt um, spreader on the back. Right. Yeah, and because I, we tried using the liquid salt and it doesn't melt nearly as fast. And then plus you have to have the traffic over top of it to get it to work. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's why that trail on the back of Sims never, never melted. I know our two particularly problematic trails are Sims Park and Mead Park. I'm not sure we've had any complaints or issues at the other parks. Um, so we had a request say, at Hopewell already. <laughs> oh, okay. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. At least Hopewell is flat um, versus these other two locations that have some uh, change in elevation and, and tend to be slippery. I think this will help us be prepared uh, going forward in the future. I agree. So are we, discussion? are we doing all the parks? I kind of think you have to. But it's, you one. One the, yeah, one of the issues that was brought up um, when I was questioning our insurance agent <clears throat> was that there's something in the law about use of the parks being an at-risk situation. Uh, typically it's treated as that, where it was her opinion that if we do this with the trails, we actually increase our liability. You know, how true that is, I don't know. I just have to go by what I was told. <clears throat> So the option then is to close it. Yeah. You have to I, go on the offensive and close it. Yeah. Can mm -hmm. I, 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 think, I think closing I, portions of it. Well, the, the it depends on the trail. On the, the steep trail and Sims and the steps and so on. You just put a sign up at the top of the hill basically saying this portion of the trail closed due to inclement weather. You would close the majority of the trails at Sims during that because there's just more than those steps that becomes treacherous. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of steep areas. I understand that. Okay. Anything else? Want to vote on it? Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Nay. Okay. Uh, I move approval of resolution G 2021-23. A resolution authorizing township administrator to purchase a dump truck for the road department from International in the amount not to exceed $78,324.62. Second. Discussion. 
Kim? This is the dump truck that we talked about replacing and last when we did the tax budget and we approved the final appropriations back in December. So it would be truck 202 that we need to replace. The last time we purchased this truck was back in 2008. So it's roughly what, 13, 14 years old. So, and we usually have our trucks on a 12 year cycle. Um, it will cost $78,324.62 and it roughly takes about a year to make the chassis itself. So we have to order the truck now the ordering does close this month and it will not reopen until next year. So that's why it's on the March agenda. Um, and then we will have another resolution for to purchase the bed of the truck. So that would probably be around like October, November-ish because it takes about five months to order the bed and to get it delivered. So that'll give us enough time to take delivery on the truck for next year, possibly. And then we'll have to uh, pay for that bed. Hopefully we can pay for the chassis this year and then we can pay for the bed next year to kind of spread those costs out. Um, we we still will... I'm, Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted, I'm sorry. It's the bed, the truck costs 70,000 and the bed will probably cost about $100,000. But with Good. our trade-in, when we trade the truck in, we'll probably get like a 20 to $25,000 trade-in value. So we'll end up paying another 75,000 next year for the, the bed. And then that includes like the, the salt auger and all the lights and the controls and the hydraulics and you know all the, the bells and whistles that go on the truck to operate it. We can't, we can't use any of that stuff. We can't port it over. Uh, no. Okay. Is it is it worth keeping that truck for twenty five thousand dollars? When you say is it worth keeping, what do you mean, like for another five years, or like trying well, to push I, the schedule out another year? Well, I'm thinking of we had an ambulance that we traded in on a new one, and then uh, our uh, our sister city bought it, and they have it as a backup or spare. Oh, you're talking about just keeping it as an additional truck. Yeah. Do we have things that go down all the time? Um, yeah, we had lots of repairs this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed the bills this yeah. time for plow blades and everything else. Yeah, and they always seem like they blow hydraulic hoses so that we're always taking stuff in and getting new blades and um, new yeah. shoe assemblies and all the like. Well, this, this truck is predominantly used for plowing and salting? Yes. Okay. And then we do use it for hauling. So like if the guys are out in there, you know how we dug up all those catch basins? What they'll do is they'll get in there with the mini and they'll dig up that, that catch basin and all it's, you know, all the stuff associated with it. And then they haul it in the back of one of those bigger dump trucks. And then they haul it down to, um, oh, I can't remember the place that we used for the, the dump. Uh, it's not Irvine, but it's another place. But anyway, we take it down and we dump it, the remains or the, you know, the dirt and the, all the concrete pieces, we'll take it down there and dump it and then, you know, bring it back and use it for that kind of stuff too. All okay. right. But the trade-in trade would occur next year, so we'd have... Right. So we'd, we'd have a year to decide what we want to do with the truck. So I won't let that inter interfere with what we have on the table right now. Okay. And, and I'd like to hear Bill's opinion on it too. 
if he thinks it'd be wise to keep it. Yeah, we'd have to have input yeah. from others. Yeah, the only thing I can think off the top of my head, and you're not going to like this, but we're going to have somewhere to store it. <laughs> I knew that was coming. An extra truck. <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting to see if, if we house it in, uh, in a building for the last 12, 13 years, if it would have lasted another two years or what. Yeah, that, I mean, that, unfortunately, I don't know the answer to that. You well, know? The, the issue for me is you're telling me that with trade-in and everything else, we're talking about $150,000 to replace this truck for uh, 12 years, 10, 12, 12 years. You know, that's uh, over 10K a year. That just in, in depreciation or whatever, if you will. Okay. All right, question on the table is moved and seconded. Any other discussion? Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. I think we need to get it on the books and go, no matter what we do downstream. Right. Okay, I move approval resolution G2021-24, resolution authorizing the township administrator to purchase security cameras for the administration building in the amount of $9,796.77. Second. Discussion? Why do we need them, Kim? This is the security cameras from the back of our building because we had the, all that theft last year. We had somebody break into our trailers okay. and steal our generators. Okay. Um, we How many cameras do we have up now? We have two up, don't we? We have two, but they don't, they didn't, they're not in the back and these are not monitored. So we have one that's in the back of our building, one that's on the side, one that's on the side of the service department building and that's it, but it only gets the middle of the parking lot. Where the theft occurred, it was in the very back behind the service building. Um, but then I would also like to make the camera more prevalent so that we stop some of the people that keep leaving their trash in our parking lot. Okay, so if I understand this, then what we're doing is talking about replacing two with yes. three, okay? What are we gonna do with the right. two we take down? Is there any place we can use them? Like at the, uh, at the log house or anything? Oh yeah, I guess we could. We would just have to figure out a place to put the box. Um, and then we would have to download the footage on a regular basis because it only saves it for like seven days. So you have, okay. have to actually go and download it to keep it, you know, like if something okay, were so to ever happen. You're, you're loading it on an SD card or something, right? Right. Okay. Right. But they're not monitored. That's the bad thing about those cameras is there is a monitor downstairs, but it's not, you know, nobody's downstairs monitoring it. Okay. All right. I understand a little better, but I think that if we're replacing them with something that is monitored and so on, then we ought to find a use for these that we're replacing okay. somewhere, somewhere. It may not be the right place, but you know, okay. Um, any other discussion? We know Roll if call. these security cameras will pick up license plates. Hmm, I guess it depends on how people park when they drive back there. 
you might need to think about um, a floodlight or something in conjunction with the camera. Yeah, I think you're right. Motion detector okay. light? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So people know that uh, if they drive in there off hours and so on, that there's something going on? Yeah. Yeah, we have a floodlight that's in the back of the parking lot, but it doesn't really mm -hmm. shine a whole big area. You know, it doesn't light it up. So that would probably be a good idea to put on the back of those buildings. All right. Okay. Any other discussion? Roll call. Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. I move approval of resolution G 2021-25, a resolution authorizing the township administrator to enter into an agreement with Urban Wood Recovery to receive yard waste from the residents of Sims Township in the amount of $8,700. Second. Discussion? Is this is uh, our yard waste removal or uh, drop off? Right. Um, so it would be from the months of May through October. Okay. So how much is that a month? $14.50. Okay. So we'll in, in keeping with Jody's comment last time about mowing, I think we ought to do a cost benefit study here because we went with uh, one systems or whatever the company's name was before we went to urban wood products. And I don't know that we are keeping a log of who in Sims Township's using it or how much it's being used and so on. So last year, I believe, maybe the year before, we started asking people to sign in when they dropped off. And I, I remember looking at in the busy season, uh, seeing maybe 20 people use something well, 20 people in one month for uh, $14.50 is uh, $75 or so per, per drop-off for less than a pickup truck load. I think we had to really take a look at this with the thought of, do we bring it back in-house next year or not? Is it cost-effective going forward? I'm not arguing with this year because I think we need to have something. But I'm talking about going forward. We'll take a look at that. Can I add on to that, that I think a lot of times our residents don't know we have this. So we need to make sure we get it in our e-newsletter, put it in social media. I know we're having a newsletter go out and I think a lot of people aren't clear about what this is. Well, I also, I think that there's a lot of people that are our residents that don't have a means to get it to these recovery places. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a problem no matter how you shake it. And, and if it's not used that much, we're just throwing money away. So anyway, I wanted, I wanted to go on record with saying it. If Jody says we need to look at our lawn mowing, I think it's a good idea. I think we ought to look at this too going forward. It's actually, you're taking it, what, into, taking it into Claremont County, aren't you? Isn't yeah, this well, yeah, it's in Sims Township, but yeah, you have to go into Claremont to get there. Um, it is on our website, just so you know. Okay. It is. If that you look under Sims departments, Township? I thought it was, it is. isn't Irvine in Sims Township, just on the very edge? Uh, I don't or know. Or not. I don't know. I no. didn't recognize it, but it could be. Okay. 
No, you're right. It's got a Miamiville zip code, so it's not. It's a four five one four seven. Well, you're good pulling that information up. Well, yeah. Well, I got it up because we get lots of questions on the website, so I just want to make sure everybody knows that it's if you go to our website and it's under departments, and then you click on service department, and if you go down, it says brush drop off, and it talks all about how we entered into this agreement with Irvine to do the. Um, the, the yard waste drop off. Now we'll update the information because this is last year's information, but we'll change the dates because it'll be May 1 through the end of October. And then it gives the hours of operation and then it gives you the guidelines, like what you can drop off and um, whatever it has to be. Are they open on Saturday? Yes, the hours of operation Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays, weather permitting 8 a.m. to noon. Okay. And they are closed on holidays. So right. in the, the, the holidays that we would be, so Memorial Day, Independence Day, and Labor Day are the days that it would be closed. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, any other discussion? Roll call. Uh, Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Mr. Beck. I move approval of resolution G 2021-26, resolution authorizing the township administrator to sign a contract with the Ohio plan to purchase risk insurance in the amount of $63,587. Second. Okay, discussion. This is our same insurance company that we contracted with last year and we had a 1% increase in our premiums. So that is, that is the only amount it went up. Okay. Um, I, I had a question. The other insurance company that we've been with in the past, we build up credits and then we could pull that money out towards premium uh, on occasion. Don't we have to be with this plan, Ohio plan for two or three years before we qualify for that? Right, we have to be there with them for three years before we can okay. do that. And this is our second yeah. year? Okay. Yes. Thank you. Any other discussion? Nope. Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> uh, I move approval of resolution G2021-27, resolution authorizing township administrator to sign a three-year agreement with Rumpke for trash recycling and restroom services. Second. Discussion. Okay. We have had this agreement in place now, I think in 2017 when I first came here, we had it for 2017 to 2018, and then we had it again for 2019 into mm -hmm. 2020. And so this is our third um, cycle of this. This time they're doing a three-year agreement with us. Um, I know the prices have gone up since the first time that we did it, but we they held our prices for those four years. And then this year they went up. I'm not sure, really sure how much they went up. I, I didn't have time to pull the last bills, but well, they, they did increase a smidge. They also, they also said they were capping our fuel surcharge. Right, at 10% okay. instead of the variable. Okay, um, I also had to look 
through the contract basically to find out what restroom services were and they turned out to be porta potties. Porta potties, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be politically correct. <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't know what kind of restroom services they were providing for us. <laughs> Any other discussion? Uh, just a quick question on the recycling. Are we keeping up at the administration building now? Yeah, they, um, oh, well, there are times when people just leave the stuff all over the ground and the guys have to clean it up. Um, we, the bad thing was when we ordered those bins originally, we could not get the eight yard bins, So we had to go down to six yard bins. So we've been behind a little bit on that. But if you notice in that packet, Rumkey is rolling out all new lids for their bins. So for um, cardboard now, they're gonna go to that thin, um, if you notice on those pictures, it's just gonna have an opening that's probably only like four to five inches tall all the way across. So you're gonna, they're forcing you to flatten the box because you won't be able to lift the lid. Okay. You'll, have to, you'll have to flatten oh. the box and put the box in there. And then on the other lids, they're going to those raised lids with openings in them so that you can't just open the lid again and throw whatever you want in it. It's, it's only gonna, it's only what can fit through that little opening. So it'll be like cans and, you know, the plastic bottles that you can recycle and the like, but you can't put mm -hmm. anything else in there. Okay. So you can't, you can't dump bags of cans and so on. You have to put them in individually. Uh, pretty much you, you can, it's, it looks like it looks like it, um, is is on the same plane as the metal box itself. So you could lift it up and kind of push it in, but you won't be able to lift the lid and dump it in. Okay. If that All makes right. sense. Well, well, with our rumpy home recycling, I haven't been down there much to do mine. So that's why I ask. Okay. Um, any other discussion? Roll call. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. I move approval of resolution G2021-28, a resolution authorizing township administrator to purchase recycled viewing centers and tables for various parks from Kirby built in the amount of $10,635.90. Second. Discussion. These are, um, we talked about buying um, some viewing centers. What they are is just the boxes, you know, like the story walk boxes that we have at, at Mead. These are very similar to those, but story walk, we can't from dark or barking dog, they, the minimum order is 20. So that's why we went to look at the recycled materials um, and then got a quote through them to buy the viewing centers. But this is going to be, we were going to buy six of them, and we thought we could put them in random parks wherever that uh, Jody and Phil wanted to put information about the different gardens that we have. And I know Jody had mentioned like the bird blinds and maybe put up something about the types of birds that people could see. Um, and then we can put wherever, wherever the rest of them are, we can put them anywhere else you guys want to put them. Yeah. And then the tables would be for um, Sims Park. We get a lot of use in Sims Park for those tables with the little umbrellas. Okay, sounds great. Any other discussion? Roll call. Ms. Lease? Aye. Mr. Beck? Aye. Uh, Mr. Bryant? Aye. 
I move approval of resolution G2020. It should be at 2021. Oh, it should be 21. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. 2021 29, a resolution establishing a separate special revenue fund 9001 to establish a custodial fund in the UAN accounting system. Second. Kim, you want to enlighten us on that? Yeah. You remember when, when Ott was talking about the fire on Daniel Street? Okay. And he said that we would be receiving a bond. Well, we okay. received the bond on Friday and it was in an amount, I think it was like $26,000. So what it is, is that resolution that we have pat, had passed back in 2007 requires that a bond be put forward. I think it's, it's $2,000 for every $15,000 in value. So I think it was estimated that it was gonna cost like $215,000. That, that was what the damages are. So the bond amount is like 26,000 and change. And so we are required to take it in and in the UAN uh, fund 9001 is a custodial fund that allows us to hold that money. And then, um, so therefore we have to establish the fund, we have to establish the revenue fund and we have to establish the appropriation fund. So we bring it in and then take it back out again when we don't, when the everything is satisfied. So like when the building gets built, then we, you know, release the funds. We refund it basically. And if they walk away from it with the money they have, we have enough money to tear it down and dispose of the debris. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we've been through that a couple of times, I think. Uh, any other discussion? Roll call. Mr. Beck? Aye. Mr. Bryant? Aye. Ms. Lease? Aye. Okay, I move approval of the following expenditures and authorization for the township administrator to sign any necessary contract or agreements or paperwork. A, amend the following. Wow. Uh, fund 2021-760-750, a gas tax fund add $38,325 to it to make a final appropriation of $78,325. Uh, to amend fund 2021-330-316, again, gas tax add $5,000 to make a final appropriation of $5,000. Uh, amend fund 2021-330-420 gas tax, adding 20,000 to the, to bring it up to a final appropriation of 100,000. And finally, uh, to amend fund 1,000-760-740, a general fund to add $4,800 to it, bringing it up to $9,800. Item B, uh, Move, approve an expenditure of $1,860 for Choice One Engineering for a site plan layout for the service garage. Item C, approve an expenditure of $2,563.30 for PCS to replace the LCOM enclosure box with the lawn. I assume that's cameras. Uh, item D, an expenditure in the amount of $2,808 for MobileCon. Uh, com annual radio maintenance, and I think it's the fire department, and an expenditure of $18,774.52 to ICRC for the fourth and final quarter franchise fees. 
Second. Any discussion? Hearing none, Anyone? roll call. Mr. Bryan. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Okay. I now move that uh, the trustees go into executive session under ORC section 121.22 G1 to consider the compensation and employment of a public employee or official. Second. I'm sorry, did you want to see if there's another hearing from residents before we go into executive session? Um, okay, you want to amend the agenda to hear from residents? Is there any residents out there that wants to speak? And there's not. Okay, all right. Then once again, we'll go into executive session under ORC 121.22 G1 to consider compensation and employment of a public employee or official. Hey, Rob, I don't have a button that says I can go in. I haven't hit it yet because I have to put the graphic up. So there we you go. second that, Jody? I do. Okay. You should see a button now. Do we need to vote? Uh, yeah, we need the roll call. Ms. Lease. She's with Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryan. Aye. Hmm. Nobody there. I'm here. I got to go to participants now. Hi, Tim. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Yes. Uh, somehow I, I'm trying to get to gallery view. Yeah, there we are. I see who's there. Okay. Um, let the record show. I don't know if my watch is right or not, but we returned from executive session. I guess we have to adjourn some from executive session, don't we? So I move to adjourn from executive session, 9.010 or something like that, 9.10. Second, I, th I think we lost Jody too. Okay. Well, she may show up here in a minute. Um, okay, so we return. I, Joe, we need a roll call, I guess. Huh? Mr. Bryant. Executive session. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Okay. Uh, the trustees have decided not to take any further action this evening. So I move to adjourn. Second. Roll call. Mr. Beck. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you.